Welcome to Art of the Float, where flow centers thrive, our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our flow centers. We love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our flow centers. You can find us on Art of the Float on all the uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook social media outlets out there, and on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, pictures, links, all that good stuff. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the Float Shop in Portland, Oregon. And now, as always, I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville and Brian Van Pesky, co-founder here of Art of the Float. He is on the engineering board in the background there. And I'm very excited. We'll bring her on just, uh, in just a little bit here. But we're bringing on Angela McAllister and talking about buying a float center. It's a really interesting pop proposition, and I think there's a lot to cover. Uh, so I'm very interested to pick her brain tonight. And uh, I can already see us going way over time and keeping her up way past her bedtime, uh, learning about purchasing a float center. So very excited. I do want to thank two new Patreon supporters, Lou Redman and Melanie Weimer. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. It means a lot to us. Patreon.com forward slash Art of the Float is where you want to go if you're interested in supporting us, uh, supporting the show. And also at the $10 level, you can get photos to use for your float center as well. Uh, if you haven't signed up for our Patreon and are interested in stocking up on some images, we are doing a little bit of a, a sale here on artofthefloat.com forward slash photography. And you can use the promo code FLOAT20 to get 20% off all of the images that are out there currently. Uh, again, if you do sign up for that $10 or more level on Patreon, you'll get a new photo set every month to use for all of your marketing. Also want to thank Float Helm. Float Helm is the software built from the ground up for float centers. They're used by over 90 float centers across the U.S. and have a 100% retention rate, which uh, I'm not sure the other guys can claim. <laughs> Any other scheduling software can claim that. That is quite impressive. Helm is used for acupuncture, massage, saunas, uh, and of course floats as well. So it's uh, quite the robust tool at this point. And of course, it's also designed for a lot more, including uh, tracking your metrics, such as your uh, Epsom salt levels in your water, alkalinity, pH, all that stuff. You can keep those records and make sure that you're staying at the uh, amounts that you want to keep it at. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to check it out and schedule your free tour. Amy, how are you doing this week? How are you doing? Good updates? Come on. Uh, Come on. <laughs> it's been full of a lot of highs and lows this week. That's life, baby. All right. That's life. <laughs> Where are we at uh, on yeah. Tuesday? <laughs> so on Tuesday, so we, we passed a partial electrical inspection, which means we could uh, we passed the whole building except the four float rooms, which we had to get right. four permits for. And those are going to be reinspected later after we have everything in and all of our spa packs up, which makes me a little worried because the last time they came in, they made us move all of our electrical outlets. So it's like, what have you got planned for us next? Uh, seriously. So a little worried about that. Um, then the full building inspector, which would uh, give us the opportunity to open this coming weekend or last weekend, uh, did not show on Friday. Came by for the third time on Monday and decided, now decided that we needed to put signs in the sauna room telling pregnant women that they could possibly be overheated, which um, we are actually, I don't think pregnant women are allowed in saunas. Uh, so, yeah, that <laughs> sounds like a terrible, issue. terrible um, That doesn't sound like good. So, um, so we're like, okay. So within an hour, I ran out, made a sign, put it up. Oh. And he has not been back since. Uh, so we're being, we believe we're being jerked around at this point. Um, 
Well, I gotta I, say, I mean, this is the government <laughs> at its best, right? Like this is uh, the checks yeah. and balances really make sure that the small business owner has the best route mm-hmm. to success. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the overall lesson we've learned over how many months of people not showing up for right. their inspections and right. changing right. outlets around because uh, changing crazy. opinions. Yeah. The, it's crazy. That it is absolutely crazy, Amy. It's really frustrating <laughs> to hear this week yeah. after week, to be quite honest. So it's a bunch of hurry up and wait. And and mm-hmm. while we're waiting, it's so interesting. So many other businesses in the community have reached out to me and been like, I am so sorry you're going through this. We And, and I'm hearing all these horror stories. Mm. Um, I even I was shocked to hear. I, I got an email from a gentleman who runs a blinds store who was just jerked around and they wouldn't come back. I mean, horrible, it's like these horrible stories. So. Uh, you know, it has not been a fun week, but we are so, so, so close to the finish line. Um, the only, like I said, sad part at this point is uh, until we get that final building inspector to pass us, mm-hmm. we can't do anything. We can't. I mean, there's still so much work to be done. We have to bring in the flooring people and the painters and the we got to finish the float rooms and we put the FRP and uh, all that. But we cannot do anything. We can't open until these little inspectors come back and right. and say it's okay. Um, so who knows? Now, Amy, is that, is, is this, does this only affect the float part of your center or is that the kombucha tap room as well? It is everything. So oh, basically they're going to allow, so this is originally they said, okay, you can get your, as long as you pass your electrical, we'll give you a temporary use and occupancy or UNO permit. And then they changed their mind. No, we couldn't do a temporary. Then they said, well, okay, you can have one if you pass the electrical. So they came back again, and then they decided they weren't going to pass electrical because then they decided that first they said we needed a UL listing for our float system. Then they found out we're swimming pools, so they couldn't do that. So then they looked around for something else they could do. So then they decided we were uh, storable pools and made us change electrical. And now they're saying, nope, we can't pass you with that we want to make sure we want to see everything once you're up and running which there is absolutely no code for this um but they are doing it anyway they are holding our um they're holding our passing inspection in the float rooms until we're up and running so uh, there are no codes for this they are just kind of pulling it out of their pulling it out of the air let's say that and uh so it's, it's been very frustrating so now that we have now they're saying at least the majority of our building has passed electrical with the exception of the float rooms. They will allow us to open up as long as we pass our building inspection, which now we, you know, he's, he keeps finding things that he's decided that we need to do before he passes us. And this last time it was hang three signs. Uh, and now he's not showing up again, which okay. is normal. So, so what, you know, it's up and down. Oh, what... I can see how float tanks could loosely be categorized as storable pools in that they are a thing of water that you can store somewhere. But what 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 is it what do they define as a storable pool? Is that just like an above ground pool you can pack up and put somewhere? Like what I don't even know what a storable pool is. <laughs> I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Um and basically it is an extremely vague uh, description of a something that holds water. <laughs> Basically, is all it is. It's okay. kind of a catch-all, is what I can figure out for for electrical codes, so that they can do something with something that holds water. Uh-huh. 
Hmm. They wanted us to be a spa equipment. Um, they they wanted us, and I I said no. We're actually we're a swimming pool. Uh, at which point they argued with me, and I had to go back to grease traps. Yeah, fine. yeah, no, seriously, you know that that was a throwback for those of you who who haven't been here for a while. Uh, yeah, originally the codes wanted me to put in grease traps in all the float rooms because, quote, we don't know if you're putting bacon grease in them their tanks. That's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, again, valid that's true. That is a valid I mean, point. seriously, you so don't know. I guess. <laughs> um, I, I guess you don't know. That's true. Um, but we got them to, to, to let go of that. But um, I had to go and, and prove that we were swimming pools uh, in the state of Tennessee. So I had to get my permits and, and show them. So they just had to find something else to, to put us under. So this, uh, I, I don't almost, know. Uh, it's almost really bizarre. Want to just buy a float center right off the shelf? Right? That's what or I was. Already, you know, it's all funny. All the work's been put in. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like, huh? I wonder Angela's going to share with us today because you know, yeah. right now, buying a pre-existing center sounds pretty darn good. I'm, uh, I'm curious if, if that's that'll be her opinion, if or if it's like yeah. there's so much work that needs to go in to make it yours or improve exactly. it, and all the things that you find. Oh, we'll find out here. I am sure. I am sure that it is not as easy as just walking in and magically everything is done. So I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to. Actually, I have been looking forward to this conversation uh, for several weeks for several reasons. Number one, um, Angela is my float neighbor here in Tennessee, and I adore her. And she's over there in Lucidi- uh, Lucidity there in Chattanooga. And also because I got to hear part of her story, and I think it's something that is so relevant and so important for people to hear because I think this kind of uh, situation is be- is going to become a little bit more common in our industry. So mm-hmm. she is uh, leading the way. Awesome. Anything that's else that. this week for you? No. Yeah. Not that that's you know, not just, plenty, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been you know just boring the usual stuff. You know, trying to get supplies, trying to get everything in on time. And you know, when you are starting a new center, you know, you have that big long list of everything that you need to order, and you order things. And, you know, you have to double check, are they coming in? Why aren't they here? Uh, we've had to return some things. And so we have so many, we're juggling so many products and so many deliveries right now. It's just almost a full-time job just to keep track of everything. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wish I had more exciting news. But quite frankly, you know, we were supposed to have passed by now. We were supposed to have the tap room open this weekend. And they are making sure that is not going to happen. So That's hopefully, phenomenal. yeah. Hopefully your week's been better, Dylan. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's that doesn't say better. much, does it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> of, kind of of course it was, right? Um, yeah, the float center is uh, running pretty smooth. I think last week I brought up that uh, some tile is, tile is liquefying. <laughs> yes. uh, so it's um, the, the sheen on top of our tile. Anytime there's been any kind of a chip or I guess just over time as salt has got into the little tiny micro pores, it's mm-hmm. opened it up and a few of them have just com- completely broken open. Uh, so I guess seven years, you know, that's kind of to be expected, lesson learned. Um, Gloria had some interesting insight if you want to uh, listen to her episode on some new, or on a different style of tile, that if you do want to have tile, uh, having it baked all the way through so it doesn't uh, liquefy the way that ours are, uh, that, that'd be a good idea. So um, I figured I'd have to hire a tile guy, but I did go onto YouTube and see, you know, how do you break out tile and put new tile in? As it turns out, if you're even moderately handy. It's something that you can do. So um, first step was, oh my God, do we have any tile left over from this build out? As it turns out, we were smart and we did keep a whole bunch of extra tile, including bullnose tile. So it's got the curve around the front. And uh, yeah, closed down Tranquility and just spent the day there for every transition. I had about 30 minutes to just uh, take a take a hammer and break up a bunch of tile. 
and cut some tile. I, I did buy a tile cutter, not the super awesome wet wet saw style, which is so much fun, uh, but instead just kind of the kind that you would score it and break it. And by the end of the day, it was all said and done, and it looked, in my opinion, pretty darn good. I, I think it looks really good, to be honest, not to toot my own horn, but it looks good. And uh, then popped in this morning and uh, did the grouting. And I went to Home Depot first thing this morning and went, texted Sandra, what the heck grout color tile did we use? I had no, <laughs> no idea. That's one thing, which I was like, you know what? I bet Amy has that noted in a book somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just a little, little tip uh, is, is to log those choices that you make. Um, put, it, put it somewhere. You'll be able to find it. I mean, gosh. You could even email yourself these things so you could find it in a search in your email or in a Google Drive, something like that, anywhere so that if push comes to shove, you can search what kind of tile you used, what kind of grout you used, sanded, unsanded, all that stuff is, is important. And you're not necessarily going to remember 10 years after you open when you have to crack some tile. Um, so uh, it looks good. I'm excited. Of course, I'm never a fan of shutting down our float tanks. You know that. But uh, it's totally, totally necessary and totally worth it. So excited and new skill set. And we'll be going through the rest of the shop and finding any tiles that look like they're starting to go and getting ahead of them this time because they went too far on Tranquility. It got too gross and we were sealing it up with caulking. Um, but it just wasn't good enough, except for Brian. He floated in there all the time and had no idea there was an issue. So maybe it was only so bad from us who, you know are there day in day out and care about it and are in there cleaning and everything. But, uh, well, you, you guys are, when you're in the rooms, uh, doing, uh, doing cleaning, the lights are on as well. True. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we keep it nice and nice and intimate for you, Brian. Keep those. Keep Thanks those man. Appreciate yeah, that. That's right. So yeah, a good week and got some good work done. So that, that was pretty much it. And I, I just love the kind of the do it yourself style. <laughs> Love saving some money, of course, but it was good to just kind of flex that construction muscle again, which I haven't done a whole lot of lately. So that was nice. Oh, gosh. I'm going to knock on wood that I don't have to do too much more of that. Like, wait a minute. What am I talking about? We just built an entire float room a little over a year ago. It is uh, one of those those nice little skills that you get when you start a float center. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. you become incredibly handy. I think yeah. that's one of the gifts of starting a float center. Mm -hmm. I can do things that I never in a million years thought I'd be able to do. I can put together a spa pack. I can <laughs> uh, totally. I can clean. I, it, it's amazing. I I consider I consider that a gift. I think that's really Oof. cool gift i mean a little bit of a double-edged sword i mean i mean i don't know what it's like in your house but now sandra's like uh, i know you can replace the trim here like this is your project <laughs> what's it called a honey-do yeah. list those the get technical Ugh, they have subcategories in mind uh, maybe i should just stuck with it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh I think I think that's mostly it. I think there's one more thing, but I'm going to save it for next week and give it a little bit more time oh. here because it just happened right before we recorded. I'll just just a little bit of a teaser there, but there's some interesting kind of float float news for the uh, the West Coast here. I'll just leave it at that. Little little teaser. Ooh, Amy and Brian don't even know. Uh oh, they're giving me looks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tune in next week. I'm excited to bring on Angela McAllister in just a moment here, but first I want to thank Float Fuel for supporting the show. Our newest advertiser, Float Fuel is bringing aquifer source magnesium sulfate produced by the leading Epsom manufacturer in the United States for us. 
You do get free shipping on all Epsom salt when you order an entire pallet full, uh, which is pretty easy for us. And you also get 15% off your order when you use the promo code AOTF at www.floatfuel.com. So put in your order there, save money on Epsom salt, and of course, avoid the uh, infamous brown water that can happen when you when you mix your water together. So floatfuel.com, again, is where you want to go. Also on Art of the Float, we do have a link for them as well. Angela McAllister of Lucidity Float in Chattanooga, how are you doing this evening? I am doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm great. It's great to see you actually broadcasting live from inside a float room. Every once in a while, we have a guest doing that. That's fun. <laughs> is that well, I had to get out clock? of our lobby. We, uh, our lobby is kind of like a fishbowl, and so I just rolled <laughs> the chair back this way. Nice. So, yeah. Excellent. Nice quiet space, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So you actually bought your place after it was an open float center. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Awesome. About uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, wow. That's very new. Okay. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. Mm-hmm. Can you take me back a little bit and tell me about how you uh, maybe fell in love with floating and how you came to purchasing a float center? Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> um, it was actually um, really unexpected. It wasn't something that, that I set out to do. Um, so hmm. I um, have been a, um, a customer of Lucidity for, uh, well, it was about two and a half years at that oh. point. Um, and, uh, and loved it. I mean, this is my happy space. <laughs> I just, I really, really, really love the space and I love floating. And, and, um, I was one that came, you know, every other week, um, I had a membership and, um, like I said, it was my happy place. I just, mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, and then, um, one, the, the, the guy that was running the place, um, he was one of the owners and, uh, he, decided he wanted to do some other things. And so he left, but he was the one that had been running it and he was really the heart and soul of the place. And so, um, so when he left, there were just some changes that, um, you know, kind of, uh, got me ultimately on the phone with one of the owners and, um, you know, just asking him, you know, Hey, what's going on? You know, uh, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of things that, um, you know, just cold water, too much salt, that kind of thing. Um, but just things that, that made me worry about, um, people that were floating for the first time, you know, would they come back? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I told him, I said, I really want this place to stay, you know, stay afloat. And um, so um, anyway, at the end of the conversation, um, I actually sent him a text message and I said, are you interested in selling? And uh, he said, yes. And so <laughs> like literally um, about four months later, um, I signed the papers and I just happened to be at a, the crossroads. Of, I know, right. It's kind of crazy. Um but, um, yeah, I was just at the crossroads with my career where I kind of realized, you know, I really wanted to just try something different. And um, I was, um, you know, in this, I have this wonderful group of girlfriends that we are uh, all entrepreneurs and mm. now I am anyway, but anyway, they all were. And, um, and they really encouraged me to take that leap. And, um, oh, and that great. was honestly the biggest leap for me. That was the biggest struggle was actually jumping into the, that role and, um, and realizing well, I could do it. What were you doing so, beforehand? Yeah. So I've spent my my entire career um, in fundraising and in sales, and so um, uh, you know, say, fundraising really is sales, you know, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And and so I've done um, a lot of uh, you know marketing and that kind of thing um, in in my over the years events and and stuff. And so um, uh, you know, whenever you're passionate about something, it's easy. You know, it's super easy. And, and, uh, so actually someone was asking me, they said, you know, what could you talk about for hours? And, and it hit me like, 
because that weekend I'd been doing nothing but talking for hours about floating. And, uh, and, and I was like, well, I guess I can talk about floating a lot. And they were like, why don't you open a float center? And so, and then there you go, that the opportunity presented itself and, and I, I was open to it. So, um, that's, that's kind of how I got there. Um, awesome. but it was, it was quite a journey once, once I, um, you know, kind of wrapped my head around that because I'd never worked in a float center before. And, and that is one thing that I would do differently um, in, in the oh. future is actually like work and, and know, you know, the ins and the outs. So that I know what to, you know, if, if you've never worked in a center before, you don't know what to look for. And um, so, uh, yeah, that would have really um, opened up my eyes to just different ways of doing things, you know. And so, um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> It's, and, and I bought the, the business in, at the end of November, November 30th. And uh, so we we um, were open for about three days, I want to say, four days, something like that. And then we closed um, to remodel and mm. uh, do some renovations, overhaul the tanks and, um, you know, the do answer. a lot of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and so um, uh, and, and, and do some like um, cosmetic changes that, um, you know, as a customer of this location for two and a half years. I had always thought it would be really nice if the towel wasn't all the way in the back of the room, if it was like right Funny, here, you know, because yes. I would always take the towel and hang it on the side of the tank. And, and, um, so well, now the towels are right there. Are right <laughs> where you the want shower. them. So I do have exactly. some questions. So I am, this process fascinates me because especially because I, like we were talking about earlier, I'm in the midst of this craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, if I knew or if I in the future, if I knew that buying a float center is an option, um, hmm. I would love to walk through that that process. So once you knew that this is what you were going to do, what are some things that you had to get go through in order to get from, oh, my, you texted him, said, you know, are you interested in selling? He says, yes. What do you do next? Where do you even start? It seems kind of overwhelming. Well, um, so what I did was I said, put together a proposal and send it to me. <laughs> I kind of put the ball back in his court. Um, and, um, and so he, he did. And, um, and then we, we countered for quite some time. Oh, interesting. Um, and um, so um, just in, in the way that it was, it was laid out, there are two different ways that you can do it. You can either do um, an assets. So it, was, it was an LLC. You can either do an assets purchase, which is when you're not buying the actual um, LLC, um, or you can buy the LLC. So, um, uh, of course, um, if you buy the LLC, you also buy all of the, um, liabilities that come along with it. So if you, um, have a, um, any, any of the debts, any of the, um, uh, any, um, insurance wise, any, any claims that could, could pop up, you know, down the road, um, stuff like that. Yeah. And so, and then also as well, um, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly glad that I, I did an assets purchase. I would absolutely advise people to do that without question. Um, but I mean, I actually, I really can't think of an instance where that would, that would not be a good idea. Um, but unless you've got a really well-established, you know, business that, you know, is incredible, you know, an incredibly good, good, um, standing in, in everything, but so it was not named lucidity at the time. That was your, no, name. it was named lucidity. Oh, so the, the name was actually considered an asset. Um, but, okay. um, but what, what it, and that has been a struggle. I'll admit that's been a struggle because, um, you know, like I said, there was a time period, um, before I bought the business where it was struggling 
Um, and so um, there's there have been a lot of hurdles that I've had to overcome in terms of getting the word out that it's under new ownership. And there are a lot of things that we've changed and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, Chattanooga is a small town and everybody knows everybody. And mm-hmm. so, you can, you know, word of mouth means a lot. Mm-hmm. And so all it takes is one person that has been here, you know, a month or so before I bought the business to say, oh, no, I went there and it was cold and it was just wasn't my thing. And, you know, it was salt everywhere and blah, blah, blah. And then you're in trouble, you know, you, you got to fight, you got to fight that negative. Um, but, um, you know, really the news, um, we, we, we did a press release and it actually was picked up by our local media, which kind of surprised me. Um, and um, just that, that, you know, I was, the business was under new ownership and, um, and we posted it on our Facebook page and social media stuff. And so it, it you know, it, it, it actually was shared. The article was shared a lot. Nice. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it really, like, um, it, it actually, in, in all of our um, stuff, I mean, uh, even in, in the ads that we're currently running four months later, we're still putting out there under new ownership. Oh, interesting. Um, wow. And so, um, because it's really brought back a lot of customers that, um, you know, were lost in that little um, in-between part. And yeah. so, yeah. So you- you did do a pretty big rebrand because I know mm-hmm. that the the logo has changed, the colors have changed in your branding. Mm-hmm. Um, going back, and and I know from from experience, rebranding is a, is a big thing. It costs money. It's it's mm-hmm. a big undertaking. Going back and knowing what you know now, and I know we're not too far out from the purchase. Would you do the same thing over again? Would you keep the name, or mm. do you think you would change it? You know, it depends on what day you ask me, um, <laughs> because really, um, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, six months from now, I'll, I'll have a definitive answer, but it's, um, I, I like the name, um, and, um, and I like the new, the new logo and the new feel of it, because to me, it feels more lucidity. It feels more lucid. It feels more, you know, calm and, and, and inviting. Um, but that's just me personally, you know? Um, but it, uh, in terms of, of name recognition, um, you know, there was, there were 5,000, something like that people, um, followers on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And so to, to drop that and then to drop all that Mm -hmm. goes along with that in terms of internet searches and, and all of that, um, that'd be a pretty big deal. And so, um, it, the, the, the pros outweighed the cons. And so it, you know, of course I did my, my first instinct was, Oh no, I want to change it. Cause I want to put my thumbprint on everything. And that's just silly. That's just, that's just not necessary. And so it, um, uh, you know, once I kind of got over that and, and realized that you can rebrand just, you know, visually, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, I'm, I'm happy with it, um, at the time, but I do have to say it, it is, um, in terms of, overcoming um some of the those hurdles it that's been it's been a little bit difficult but um but yeah it's 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 uh there there are a lot of people that have been with this business for a long time and they all love it too so yeah i, I wanted mm. to ask for the people who have made that <clears throat> made the transition from old ownership to new ownership what have they noticed um well uh a lot of things, actually. The the one thing I think is probably the biggest is um, is, is simply being open all the time. Um, so they were open before by appointment only, um, and so and you had to have twenty four hour notice um, for appointments. And so, wow. um, so that really cut down on a lot of, of business. A lot of people, you know, tried to make appointments and they couldn't, and so that was tough. Um, so that's that's been like one really big thing. It's also been tough being here seven days a week from nine to nine. I mean, that's 
a lot. And at first I didn't have, you know, all the help that, you know, I've got now. And so, um, it, it, you know, there were several months of, of, um, those are really long days when you're doing it every single day of the week. Um, but, um, but, uh, and then others just cosmetically, um, the feel of the space is lighter. Um, and, uh, we repainted and I redid the floors. I put non-slip, um, flooring in, which I highly, highly recommend. I love it. It's, it's, um, an epoxy, um, flooring with grit in it. And, um, it's made a huge difference. That's something that a lot of people have commented on. And, um, you yeah. got to have the grit. You really yeah, do. You really do. Yep. Yep. So, so that's been nice. Um, and, um, and we've just kind of been taking things and, you know, trying to get more, more people, um, through the doors by doing events and, and that kind of thing. It's, which have really been very well attended and, Wonderful. and wow. it's just kind of exciting. Yeah. I'm very happy yeah. for your success there. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Did we skip over how many float tanks you have and what? Mm. So we have two closed, two Oasis tanks, and we have one open room. Um, And then we also have um, a hyperbaric uh, chamber here, and uh, so we offer hyperbaric services as well. And then um, there is a massage therapist who, um, he rents space from us. Um, So he doesn't book his appointments through us, but he's absolutely incredible. And so, um, uh, yeah, so so he's here as well. And um, it's a small center. I think we're about 1,200 square feet, 1,100 square feet. Um, well, sorry, 1,300 square feet. Um, and uh, we have one room in the back that um, can be turned into something. I'm, I'm, it's going to be a post-float room nice. um, if I don't rent it out to or put in another service back there. But, um, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the transition, what, who, who else was on your team? I mean, did you, did you bring on some lawyers, some accountants? Mm -hmm. Tell me who you, how you created the team of people to help you during that transition. Because if somebody wants to go through this and they, they're a little, they're, they're not sure where to start. Sometimes just finding the right people push you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. What was necessary to, to make this purchase? Absolutely. Um, so a good accountant and a great lawyer. Um, yeah, no question about it. And we became very good friends. Um, and we talked all the time. (laughs) Um, and so, um, yeah, really and truly, I can't even begin to emphasize that enough. Um, and, and really have people that are, are, um, really looking out for you. I would not, I wouldn't skimp in that area. Um, it's, it's easy to kind of think, oh, well, I'll just take care of this myself. And no, they come up with, they, they know things that would never even occur to you. Um, and so, um, I would just, you know, that's why they have their jobs. Um, so I would trust the yep. experts in that, in that area. We talk about that on the show a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's important to create a, a solid team, uh, behind you anytime you're embarking on a, on a project of this scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, the in terms of a of a lawyer, um, you definitely want someone who obviously knows um, who who does this, who's who handles business um, business contracts. But then um, also, uh, you know, something that never occurred to me was that he helped me a great deal with with my lease, um, which you know I didn't anticipate um, needing. But there were a lot of things that popped up um, in the lease that con- that were that contradicted what my insurance company was going to require. And oh. so, um, yeah. And so, um, that, you know, you, I read these things and it, it's, it's kind of mumbo jumbo to me. And, 
And he was like, no, you can't do this because this means this and this is going to cause you problems with the insurance. And right, right. so had had that, you know, we had to get the lease signed first and before I could get insurance. And, um, you know, if I had signed the original lease, I would not have been able to get insurance, period. Wow. So, um, wow. yeah. What um, are some things you had to look out for? Um, in that particular case, it was um, it was fire. Uh, it was something to do with the fire um, uh, insurance or fire coverage or something like that. It was they were requiring. I can't remember what it was to tell you the truth, but it was something that was. Um, uh, and there were there were actually quite a few things in terms of um, them locking me into um, uh, a lot of things that I didn't necessarily have to be um, obligated for or, or or responsible for. And so really all it took was just saying, nope, not going to do this and, mm-hmm. and pushing it back. And we went back and forth, no joke, for a month on the lease. So out of the four, month, four months that it took to buy the business, an entire month was spent on the lease. Wow. And, um, and that's huge. It's huge because, you know, we're here for several years. And, and you know, there are a lot of things that you um, notice when you look under the, when you really look under the hood. <laughs> And, um, and so, you know, that, you know, you just have to keep all that stuff in mind. Like for example, parking is an issue. Um, and so we have a huge parking lot out front did not occur. I always came in the evenings. Didn't occur to me that it would be a problem during the day. It's a problem wow. during the day. Interesting. And so, um, you know, yeah, it's, um, you know, we're working it out with the, um, the, the property owner and, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a struggle for, for all of the businesses in the building. Um, so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we right now I'm going through all kinds of fun with my build out and that sort of thing. You didn't have that. It sounds like the lease was an issue. But were there some other things that popped up, some difficulties during the process that popped up and surprised you that you weren't expecting? Um, yes, pretty much everything popped up and surprised <laughs> me. This was, I mean, I'd similar. never done anything like this before. And so, you know, I think that the, um, you know, the way that you learn how to run a business is by running a business. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it, you just kind of have to dive in and roll with it and not, not beat yourself up about, you know, stuff or get too stressed out. And, and, um, so it's, um, try to take things in, in pace. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of things were, were surprising to me. Um, it's ultimately at the end of the day, it's all business. It's all, you know, it's, mm-hmm. so it, it's, um, you, you can't, um, you know, get, uh, overly tied up in it. Um, frustration wise you don't spend that energy there um just move forward with things and um but it's um it's been a it's been a a challenge the um in terms of of surprises let's see um the uh amount of salt i will say everywhere is is always a shocker and like where we find it it is really like i know that this pops up a lot but um, you know, I, I, of course, noticed it as a customer, um, you know, in places, and, and I've been a real stickler about that. Um, Good, I'm awesome. sure my staff will, like, loved, or my team, rather, would love to tell you that one. <laughs> but, um, but it's... Um, well, where, it's, where do you find it that you're, or especially as a customer, where did you find it that annoyed you, or maybe it didn't annoy you at the time, but it's since you've taken over, gone, oh my gosh, um, that really needs to be taken Doorknobs and stuff. I mean, just, yeah, um, okay. like, doorknobs, light switches, which we, mm. you know, um, put... <laughs> I just recently got these these great. Somebody posted it on Float Collective. Um, they're these little like two dollar covers that go over your light switch mm-hmm. to keep people from from turning the light switches on. Oh, wow. and because even though the, like you say don't you know like the, we have motion censored <laughs> lights and you don't need to touch the lights and blah blah blah, 
like just naturally when they come back from the restroom, they walk in the room and they hit the light switch and then they're, the lights are on when they're in the tank. And mm. so, um, yeah, so I put those things on just to kind of help, help, uh, dissuade that. But, um, yeah. So things that I was not expecting to find salt was a toilet seat. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I mean, ha- that's just something that just kind of surprises me that, that people, you know, they leave salty toilet seats. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it just gets everywhere. You know, that's, we all know that it, it's just, it, it does get everywhere and you have to be um, diligent about it. One thing that I have learned though, is that just by placing things in the right spot, you can, you can really cut down so much of that. Um, you know, streamlining the path from the tank to the shower. I mean, that's, that's a pretty basic one. And, um, uh, you know, if I were to do it over again, um, or if I had, you know, a a magic wand and could, could wave it and change the rooms to the way that I'd, I would love to have them. We wouldn't have a shower. We would have an open shower. Um, it would be, you know, just, there would not be walls in a shower curtain and all of that because Mm -hmm. it's just more stuff for people to, the shower curtain gets salty, you know? So you got to take that down and wash it all the time. And, Um, so yeah, I'd have an open shower. Um, I would have, um, uh, the, um, the, the walls, I know, and I know we, we, Amy and I were laughing about this RFP thing. Um, (laughs) I don't know if RFP is the answer for me because we do have one room that, that has, you know, RFP in it mostly. And, um, but, but it's, um, you know, uh, sheetrock is not a good thing to have on the outside of a shower when people are getting out and and their hands all over it. Just not. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of paint you put on it. It's just not a great choice. And, um, and it starts bubbling up and it starts, you know, looking rough. And so it's, it's, you know, if you can avoid it and do something else, it's probably going to save you some issues down the road. And, um, and yeah, I, I would love, absolutely love to have a room where I could, you know, hook up a hose and just hose the whole yes. puppy yes. down, <laughs> you know, yes. really, that's my dream. I actually mm-hmm. like sit in the tank thinking about <laughs> really great. You know, I wanted to ask what are floats like differently since, since you uh, were a floater here to now that it's your space. Cause what you just mentioned is something that troubles me to float in my own float center for sure. Well, yeah. So I actually got, I was in the tank right before, right before we did nice. this. And, um, and, and the whole time I'm in there, I'm thinking, mm, you know, I, I, I can, I can, you know, hear like the, um, the <laughs> ventilation fan from the other, yeah. From the, from outside the room. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I can hear that. And yeah, I just like, I just, I nitpick things all the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's just stuff like that's just frustrating, but, um, uh, and, and I'm incredibly particular about the temperature. I'm incredibly particular mm-hmm. about the humidity level and all of that stuff. And so it's either too cold or too hot or too, you know, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's frustrating, but, but I, th- I find, I do find that whenever I come in, um, and, and, and I float at the end of the day whenever, you know, everybody's gone and, um, you know, the place is just, it's just silent. It's, oh, it's heaven. I, I float about every other day at this point and it's, Oh, wow. It's awesome. You managed to pull that off. Congratulations. No, wow. I had to, I had to get back into it. I stopped okay. for a while and then somebody posted again on float collective, like how often do y'all float? Right. And I'm like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to start floating every day. <laughs> <Good for laughs> yeah. So because it makes that. a huge difference. It really does. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to remember why you're doing this in the first place, you know? And, yes, um, and yes. for me, it's such an amazingly relaxing thing to do. Even whenever my mind's going a million miles an hour, when I get out, I feel awesome. I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, 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 yeah, my happy you know, place. That, 
That reminds me that uh, while we were while I was uh, tiling our tranquility room uh, this week, I needed to shut it down so people couldn't float in that room. Well, I hadn't planned on it being closed for so long, and I needed to call somebody to cancel their float or move them to a different float tank. They were they loved that float tank. They didn't want to switch to another one. I just expressed how important that float was, and then we talked about okay, we'll seal it off. We'll make sure you don't touch here, and we'll let you float in there. It's going to take longer. There's potential for an issue, you know, but you. Just spending time in your center and talking to your customers, you realize just how important the work of hosting these floats is for people. It's it's mm -hmm. really something beautiful that Amy and I talk about how we sometimes forget about that when we spend time away from the float center. And I talk about mm. that with my wife, too, how, how we lose touch with it. It's the best part of this job. It yes. really is. I mean, yes. you can you can literally see on people's is it, there's a physical difference whenever they walk in versus when they leave. And, Close float club, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. It is. And when you sit, when you actually like stop and remind yourself, this is what you get to do every day. Mm. That's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, I feel blessed. I really feel blessed <laughs> to, to do that. So. Before we get too warm and bubbly about how wonderful and magical this is, can we <laughs> take another loop back through mm -hmm, taking, sure. taking the keys? And uh, as far as construction goes, it sounds like you wanted to change some things, including paints, colors. What kind of things did you go in with the budget for that you knew you wanted to change and you knew you wanted to overhaul? And what things came up? And like, did you go over budget? Did you end up going, oh, I need a longer term plan to update this? What does that look like for you? So I went in very naively thinking that I could um, make updates um, as we went along. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being open seven days a week from nine to seven, um, nine to nine. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought, oh, yeah, we'll work. We'll, we'll squeeze it in somehow. Um, <laughs> it, um, I, it's just, it was just silly. Um, so, no, I, um, I realized, like I said, we were open for about three days. And I was like, all right, we're putting the brakes on this. And we're going to stop. And we're going to, you know, if, if this is going to be under... Um, you know, the new lucidity, it's going to be the new lucidity. And nice. so um, I, I uh, yeah, we just, we just, we just put the halt, put a halt on it. Um, the, um, I, what, what, so, so because of that, um, a lot of the planning was, was rushed. It, everything ended up falling into place. It could not have gone any faster. I mean, we, we were closed for about three weeks um, while we repainted the entire place. We overhauled the tanks. I mean, the tanks were in the lobby. Everything oh, wow. that could be taken apart came apart. Um, we even took the trim off of the the doors and the and the um, the tops and everything, and and we took um, you know all the the filtration system came completely apart. Anything wow. that needed to be replaced was replaced. The heaters were replaced. Which, by oh, the wow. way, if you're if you're taking your your tanks apart, you might as well well in an Oasis <laughs> tank anyway. Um, you need you might as well go ahead and change out the heaters because it's such a big deal to change those out. And those so, water bed heaters, I think, mm -hmm, about right. And, um, but it made a huge difference in, in maintaining the temperature. And so, um, and, um, so, but yeah, uh, we just, we, just, I figured let's just, if we're going to do it, let's just go ahead and do it. And, um, and then, you know, we had the floors done in the float rooms, um, and, uh, just in the float rooms. Um, and, and that was a decision that I made mostly due to money and, and, and time. And I was, in such a rush to get back open again. And that's one thing that I would totally do differently too. Um, hmm. I, I, 
was thinking, let's just get the, the key things done and then get open again because, you know, then it's going to be November and we want to be open for, right. you know, the holidays and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if we just stayed closed for another week, we could have gotten a lot more done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it would have it would have made a big difference. So I, I wish I do wish that we had we had done everything at once rather because than don't want spacing it out. Now. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I realize like you can't you can't close down. I mean, we we just start we just started closing on Tuesdays because I that was always my my goal was to be closed at least one day a week just to give me a break and um and um the you know I'm finally able to get the dryer vents you know cleaned out in the in in the storage room you know like because you couldn't do it any there was no other day that I could <laughs> I could schedule to do yeah. that. And um, you know now I'll be able to seal the floors and the rest of the of the um, of the facility. Which again, I wish I had done that back when we um, were doing the the renovation. So it's um, you know coulda shoulda woulda. I'm sure that had I done all those things, I would have come up with other things that I wish I had sure. done. But um, well, I, but yeah. I do have to say, I, I, um, we've been doing consulting for a little while now, and the things that you're bringing up are exactly the things that do come mm-hmm. up. Is the should have should have just taken care of this, right? And that's something mm-hmm. that we experience with our own businesses. Is uh, it, it's hard to close down your floats uh, or plan out long far enough ahead of time that you can block them off. You, mm-hmm. The income becomes more important during that time. You've got this kind of cycle for how things work. Um, and then you're even describing things like the shower curtains or uh, mm-hmm. the walls that need cleaning or degrade. That mm-hmm. uh, like these are all things that like yeah we've we've learned these things over time. Um, for how to how to design a float center, it's really interesting to to hear you talk about all these things. I'm like, yes, yes, and that thing, yes, and that thing, yes, yes, yes. yes that's right. <laughs> and then you said you you redid the floors. You put in the epoxy flooring. Oh no, I didn't. I had somebody, yeah, somebody else came in and did that. Oh um, sure, I, I didn't mean but, by hand. But what was it beforehand mm-hmm. if it wasn't epoxy? Oh, it was just concrete, concrete oh. stained concrete, um, and um, yeah. Kinda. I mean, we have a. Wait. We, have a, um, <laughs> we uh, need to go into you, more detail. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Amy, you saw the drains. What, what are those called? Um, are they French? They're not French drains. They're. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of it now, but it's the long, thin, dra- which I love, which is what mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. I kind of envy your drains. Um, drain yeah. envy. It's, yeah, I had drain envy. I really did. Um, <laughs> because if I had to do it over again, it's, it's exactly what I do. But yeah, they have the nice long. I can't think what they're called, I, but the long zero thin or, uh, drains. Uh, shoot, yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, uh, which does make it easier. Were they were they actually sloped to them? Um, so okay. so so slightly. Um, I think that you know probably a little bit more may have been helpful, but I don't know. We, we actually, to tell you the truth, we really have not had a problem with standing water. I mean, it, it, I don't know that it has really been a problem ever. But um, but I will say that you know over the course of three years um, or two and a half, I guess. Um, you know, having salt water drying on that concrete had degraded it considerably. And so it was really, um, it really needed to be redone. And, um, so yeah, that was, that was a, that was a definite, um, thing. Plus this whole slip hazard deal was, was a, um, you know, big scare for me as well. And Mm -hmm. as well, it should be for everybody who's doing this. And so, um, but it, um, yeah, so I, that, um, those those needed to be done. Um, if, if again, if I were to to do it again, I would have a drain also by the um, filtration system, and um, so that again, my dream place, I'm gonna be able to hose that whole thing down <laughs> and get all that salt off of it. That you know, for some reason, seems to you know pop up whenever right. you're um, like over the course. No idea where it comes from. We believe me, we've spent like so much time trying to figure this out, but um, yeah, there's just some 
random drips that come up somewhere. And anyway, almost um, like osmosis. It's almost coming through it, the pipes. It must be. That, that must be it. <laughs> must be. I, that I must be it. literally cannot think of. I mean, because because yeah. like I said, we replaced everything that needed to be replaced. Like all the pipes and stuff that were, you know, all the fittings. It's tight. It, it's I mean, funny. there's nothing. There's no. I don't know where it's coming from. But anyway, it, it it's coming from someplace. And um, so, yeah, I'd love to be able to, like, just, you know, hose it down and, and have it go down a drain. Um, now we have to mop it up, like, whenever we're doing it. And so, um, but we do. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and then the um, things like motion sensor lights, um, you know, we, I've got a, a, a temporary fix on it right now. But I would, you know, really wish that I had, you know, done that um, whenever um, we were closed. And so, um, yeah, you know, this is, this is, it's all stuff that can be easily fixed. It's just cosmetic stuff. It's not anything that's huge, okay. but it's, um, it's, uh, uh, yeah. May I ask so. about, uh, speaking of like the, the consulting thing, something else I mm-hmm. encourage clients to do is to be closed two days a week when you first open mm-hmm. one day, cause you've got way more to do than you think you have to do yeah. for maintenance. Oh yeah, you really uh, do. And, and, uh, <laughs> And you're going to be really tired. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you need to, and then one day to take off, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you planned on being open seven days a week, nine to nine. Now, I'm not sure if we gathered this. It sounds like you're talking about a team, but who is doing, who's on deck all from nine to nine? What's the team? So like? um, at this point, I have um, two um, people who are here that cover the majority of the shifts um, during the week. Okay. And in the evenings, and um, and then I have one person that comes in on a, on the weekend for half of a day, and, and a half a day is six and a half hours. I mean, it's still okay. you know, or, you know, it's still a long day. I mean, or yeah. it's not like it's you know a short day, but anyway, I guess. But um, and then um, uh, and then I have um, two um, other folks that come in as needed to help with special projects or deep cleaning kind of cool. things. Nice. And, um, so, um, yeah, that's been really helpful, but they probably together only have, you know, 10 or 15 hours a week. I mean, okay. it's not, it's not a lot, but so I'm st- my goal is to get myself completely off of this, the shift schedule mm-hmm. so that I can be there whenever I need to be there, but that I don't have to be yes. there all the time. Cool. And, um, there are still some times whenever I, I still have to be here, um, um, quite a bit. And, um, just, just because I don't, there's nobody else that can cover the shift. And so, um, yeah, I would, I, that's my goal so that I can get out and do other things and, and like marketing yeah. <laughs> and, right. you know, like networking with people. And there's a whole other aspect that it doesn't take place in this, inside the, sh- the center. And, um, and, and so I need to, to be freed up for that. But, but the, the, the team that I have in place now is just phenomenal. And so, um, we we work together really well, and um, and they're very de- very dedicated to making sure that um, that that the standards that we have are 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 carried out, and so um, and that everyone they really care about the the customers. They talk to them. They kind of pull out any concerns that they have, and and make sure that any issues are addressed beforehand. So excellent. Yeah, makes a big difference in in the customer's experience, and so yeah. So speaking of the the marketing portion of things, uh, you've, you're taking that over, you're running with it, and uh, how much of your, how much have you, I mean, you talked at the beginning about changing the brand. How much attention are you putting into the output? Um, you're apparently able to pay employees, and, and I know it's not like you opened your center three months ago. You, you took it over three months ago, but mm-hmm. you're able to pay employees, which is fantastic, so you must mm-hmm. be doing 
at least moderately well as far as bringing people <laughs> in. And I, I'm just curious, um, you want to get yourself completely off of the schedule, at least have the ability to be completely off the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how close does that sound like it is to, to your, to being a reality? And then what specifically do you want to put your attention on as far as marketing goes and, and creating that brand? Image? Um, Well, I do want to say like in terms of having um, a team to help me out, that was more out of just not wanting to lose my mind than than um, necessarily being um, fiscally the the, the best choice to (laughs) to do, really. I I mean, I'll be completely honest. I mean, it's um, it is uh, it's um, it is definitely a a a big commitment um, expense wise. And so, okay, um, yeah. you know, it's, but, uh, and time wise, if you're in the building, right? Like either right. way, it's a big commitment. It, it really is. And, and, but, but the thing is, is that it, you, you, there's one thing you have to realize is you cannot do this on your own. And I don't have a, a business partner or, you know, it, it's just me. So if I were to, you know, think that I could handle, I, I thought that I could handle a lot of it on my own, you know, in the very beginning, I learned real quick that that was not going <laughs> to happen. And so, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, when you realize you don't have time to go grocery shopping or, you know, uh, do your own laundry. I mean, like that kind of thing is, it's, it's, it's a reality. The struggle is real. And so, um, it's, uh, yeah, that was more of a, um, all right, I, I need some help here. So, um, and then, I'm sorry, what was your other question? Oh, the marketing, how much of what should I, what's my what's goal your, in terms of that? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's an even better question. Um, so just really, um, I guess the next step for me makes that what makes to me makes the most sense is just is continuing networking with um, other local businesses and creating partnerships in those senses. Um, we um, I've, I have a I have one of those huge dry erase boards. I mean, it's literally like the size of a wall. You can buy these nice. awesome um, panels at Home Depot for like twelve dollars, and they're like eight foot long. And uh, I've got one at home, <laughs> and I love that thing. And all over that is is areas where we need to market. And, um, wow, I mean, it is, cool. um, every time I think of a place that we need to market, I, I, it goes up on the board. And, um, so yeah, I, I need to start, you know, kind of ha- hacking away at that little plan. And it's everything from, um, uh, the, um, there's a, there's a medical, um, aspect to it, a athletic aspect of it, and then a spa aspect of it. And so, um, trying to tap into all of those different markets. There are so many different, there's so many opportunities. It's, what it's really overwhelming and so um you know and having a hyperbaric chamber here as well that really makes a big difference in the medical you know um uh, pursuing that avenue and uh and then with all the studies that are coming out you know or not all of them but you know the the, the information that's coming out about floating and anxiety i mean that's that's really amazing um stuff that we need to be pushing out there just so that people know that it even exists and that that floating is good for something like that. And, um, you know, I'm still, um, in terms of just educating, just simply educating, there are a lot of people in this town who have no idea what it is. And so, um, you know, just explaining it, trying to get rid of the fears. Um, uh, you know, I have a, um, one of the, the, the people on my team is really, um, embraced the whole marketing aspect of things and handling social media and setting up events and stuff. And so, um, you know, she's come up with some really great ideas in terms of reaching out to certain groups and, um, and tapping into those communities, not necessarily directly, um, by having them come in and float, but having them come here to do other things. Um, 
you know, we had a, a full moon meditation um, a couple of, well, it was the end of, end of last month. Mm-hmm. And um, we had, uh, how many people, like 15 people that paid money to come here and meditate. <laughs> nice. I mean, how fabulous is that? And then nice and all have. of them came through here and, and they saw, you know, I mean, that ties very much into what we do because this is a very peaceful, relaxing place. Most of the time people meditate in those tanks. And so, um, you know, but I'd say the vast majority of them had never been here. I don't think, I think maybe one of them had actually been wow. here before. And so, um, yeah, I just introduced a whole new group of people. And, and we sold a couple of packages that night. <laughs> nice. Cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, mar- it's, it's all got to be marketing at this point. And so, um, that's another reason why you should do all those, those silly renovations and get all that stuff done in the beginning. Because all your time needs to be focused on marketing and, and promoting it like crazy. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you like being busy? Is, I, that's I do. I do. Well, I like being busy doing the right thing. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's there's a big difference between the two. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really do. I really do love it. So, um, and uh, so one other thing that um, I thought of, like while we were talking, was the um, things that I would do differently. Um, having your point of sale and um, and, and all of that uh, system and uh, like QuickBooks, all of those those systems that you're going to need on a day-to-day basis, have them completely set up and have everybody trained on it before you even open the doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and make like sure that... there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there is. I mean, we I, I continued on with the system that we had um, at the time, and I'm not going to name any names, but um, it was not the best one for us. Uh-huh. And so... Um, so we switched and, um, you know, I thought that it would be, um, an easy transition and it's, it's, there are a lot of components to it and just learning like where everything is, mm-hmm. is tough, you know, and, and, um, and there is a lot of room for error in terms of, um, you know, if people don't know how to check someone out with a gift card, it causes issues. And, um, you know, the next thing you know, they're getting, you know, a text message saying, Hey, you're, 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 you've got a float that's going to expire here. No, um, come in here and like, no, they don't have a float. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they used a gift card. And so it's, it's just kind of, um, uh, it, it's, it's just making sure everybody's like fully, totally trained on everything. And, um, and, uh, and it's, they're just, they're all easy mistakes to make, um, totally. But, um, yeah. It, and you really don't have a whole lot of time to do it once you open up those doors either. So, yeah. Truth. Yep. Sure. Yep. So, um, and then, you know, in terms of questions to ask, I mean, make sure that you have, um, you know, the people that own that center, um, you, you have to look under the hood. And I mean, really, really look under the hood and don't be shy about asking to look under the hood. Um, um, you know, you want to see all everything operating um, and make sure that there aren't leaks in the tanks. I mean, there weren't in ours, but I mean, yeah. it's just, you, you never know. I mean, there easily could have been. And, um, you know, I really um, escaped a lot of things just out of sheer luck. And so, um, because I didn't, I didn't think or know to ask and, or I was too shy in asking as sure. well. Um, I didn't want to be rude and, you know, mm-hmm. um, people are very protective of, of, you know, their space. Well, if you're going to be buying a business, gonna you need, it. it's going to be yours. Yeah. You need to look at it and, yeah. uh, and don't be afraid to, to ask. I mean, you need to ask them, do they put bacon grease in those traps? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Especially in Tennessee. Especially That's in Tennessee. Cause you know, we're known for that. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just never know. It could happen. You never know. <laughs> that, that's really interesting. I'm curious, if, is there any way, like, so uh, my wife and I are, are house shopping right now, and sometimes it's, 
it's buy as is. What you what mm-hmm. you see is what you get, and what you don't mm-hmm. see is also what you get. But you mm-hmm. can also buy a house, and they you could go back later and say, hey, wait a minute, this should have been done, or, or you sold a, this to us in a poor condition. Mm-hmm. Is that a reality in buying a, a business and buying a float center? Could that have been written into the contract? Did you know that you were buying it as is? Um, I did, um, but well, yes and no. Um, let me rephrase that, um, and okay. and I guess time will tell <laughs> on that question. Um, I, there there have been some things that popped up that were surprised, and um, and uh, um, namely in uh, just stuff. Um, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, again, um, you know, if you are just adamant and, and demand to see absolutely everything, yeah. it, it shouldn't be, um, you know, an issue. Um, but, you know, make sure that you see, um, you know, talk, talk to the other tenants in the building. Um, talk to, um, make sure, again, I've heard this on the, the podcast since, and um, but it was not something that, that I actually did. And I, I again, sheer luck. But, um, you know, there's a, um, there's a bar that's across the street from us that, you know, has people there really late at night. And, um, and they make a lot of racket. And, um, so, you know, that could have been, that could have been a, a, a thing. Um, and, you know, fortunately we're in a, we're in a medical building. Um, it's a very nice building, um, and, uh, and very expensive building as well. Um, but there are a lot of benefits to being in this particular location as opposed to being, um, you know, in, in, in another place, especially in this town where people don't really know what floating is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having us be in this spot gives us a level of credibility. They're like, oh, you're in that place. Oh, then you must be a real, you know, you must be a good, oh, a good place. Um, <laughs> and so it's, um, you know, there is, we're paying for it, but yeah, there's, mm-hmm. it does, it does help. Um, but, um, yeah, I think there's, uh, we, we, I've heard, you know, some people f- talk about like trains and, and, um, noises yeah. that you hear and, you know, outside and, and that honestly never occurred to me to, to check. And, and I'm just, again, I lucked out with that. So, um, and soundproofing and stuff. That was another thing that, you know, I was told that everything was soundproofed <laughs> and some of the rooms are, <laughs> Oh, interesting. um, but not all of them are. And, um, you know, and so, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if I, if I wanted to change any of these rooms around, I was, you know, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a deal. So, um, you know, just like I said, look under the hood and underneath the ceiling tiles. (laughs) (laughs) And you will probably find salt. What was that, Brian? And you will probably find salt underneath the hood, (laughs) underneath the tiles and everywhere you look. That's right. Salt can be cleaned. Salt Mm -hmm. can be cleaned. Um, or covered over <laughs> with this, in terms of the floors, like the floors that we had here. I mean, those needed to be fixed, but um, yeah. So, can I ask you a paradoxical question here? Mm, let's sure. get let's get a little metaphysical here. No, uh, would <laughs> you? I've had so many people say that they've changed their career path because of floating. Uh, mm-hmm. You obviously wouldn't have purchased the space had you not been floating, because you purchased the space that you're floating in. But did you attribute floating to that willingness to take on a new? Uh, career path or entrepreneurship? It definitely, it definitely played a role in it without question. Um, I mean, I I was in the tank whenever I um, realized that I wanted to keep the name and just change the logo and do that rebranding because I saw the name in just a different font to tell you the truth. That was really all it took. And I realized that it was the way that, you know, that I just really wanted to change. I liked the name. I just wanted to change 
um, the feeling of it. And so, um, but in terms of, um, you know, how to, to deal with certain things and, 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 um, tackle fears and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, um, I, I definitely attribute it to it. I also attribute this, this, um, this group of friends that I, I was telling you about earlier. Um, they really like held my hand through the whole process and, and, uh, you know, in terms of building your team, it, they don't need to all be professional people that you pay. <laughs> like you really need to surround yourself with a good network of people that will be candid with you and will tell you like, you know what, it's going to suck for a long time, but you know, like you're going it, to, you'll get through it and everything will be good. Um, and, and give you the strength to, um, you know, uh, kind of, you know, tackle it and be strong about it. But it's, um, it, it was honestly, it was something that I never, I never saw myself owning my own business ever. And, um, and, uh, it, I wish that I'd done it. I wish I'd done it like a decade ago. Really, wow. it, it's um, wow. it, it's this is the best thing I've ever done for myself. <laughs> it really is. It's it's fabulous. It's it's um, and, and the, even the tough days are are uh, totally bearable, um, because I just I really love it. Now I'm four months in. We'll see, you know. But you know what? Hey, if I can make it through this for the first four months, and then you know, the renovation and all that stuff, I really think that it'll be it'll be. Yeah, That's and pretty I mean, stressful. the fact that you took everything <laughs> apart, took the float tanks out, mm. took apart the systems and everything, the filtration systems and everything, mm-hmm. you know your float center, you know that inside and out. I, I am impressed by that. You didn't just well, purchase it. Now, that's it another and, thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because I would not have done that on my own. Um, so oh. I, oh, I mean, I, I, I would have done it on my own and would have yeah. completely messed everything up. <laughs> so um, what I did was I went back and I got the, the, the guy that was running the center before. Um, the owner that had left, um, the one oh. that was, I was telling you about was like the heart and soul of the place. I, yeah. um, I was finally able to get in touch with him and, um, uh, and so he heard that I'd bought the business. And so he was just like, Hey, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you're the one that, that it landed oh, in your wow. hands. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, so anyway, so, so we, um, we started talking and, and, uh, and I'm like, look, I, I, I need, I need some help. Can you come in and help me? So he, he comes in and, um, and he really led that whole thing. So, I've learned a tremendous amount from him and, um, and just the, the, the actual, um, mechanical part of how these things work and what maintaining water quality and maintaining the temperature, like the best way to, to handle things so that it, um, it is, uh, um, you know, it, everything runs smoothly. Right. Um, Which it can, yeah. right? It can yeah. Oh, it totally smoothly. can. Yeah. 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 I, I, yep. I love that. And while there's weekly maintenance that needs to be done, like mm-hmm. salt doesn't have to be everywhere all the time. You can no. have that dialed in. Absolutely. You really can. I mean, it's, and, and really all it is is having the right processes in place. Yes. And you yes, know, thank you. that's, that's really it. It's that <laughs> so simple. True. And, and, um, and sticking to it, being diligent about mm. it, not letting it build up because then it's a real pain. Um, you know, we don't let that's it true. ever build up. It is, completely cleaned in between every single person. And that takes a lot of work and dedication on the part of every single person that is here. And if they don't buy into that, it's not going to work. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, and, and I, again, I've been blessed with a really wonderful team of people. And so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's not always easy to find, um, people that, that will, um, embrace (laughs) your anal retentiveness. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think Amy and I do a little bit more of battling with our employees, at least in the beginning. (laughs) Didn't feel so copacetic. Uh, (laughs) I think she's covered so much of the of the big stuff for sure. 
Um, I do just want to get this in on the end because I think some people would be interested in it. And that is you also have a hyperbaric chamber along with your floating. How has that fit in with your float center? Are you glad Mm. you have it? Um, Is it something that you would recommend other people add to their center? Um, Tell us just a little bit about how you how it integrates with your float center. Sure. So um, that is a service that I inherited um, along with the center whenever I purchased it. Um, I knew really not a whole lot about hyperbaric before I um, uh, uh, bought it. I had been in the hyperbaric before um, and and had experienced the benefits of it firsthand. So I knew it was really great. Um, I actually broke my ankle and my leg uh, a little while back and um uh, it helped me get through PT in half the time. I mean, it was, it was a pretty substantial, yeah, I mean, no joke. Um, and so I was, I was already a fan of it, but I wasn't like, it's not like floating for me. I mean, like floating is like, that's my heart, you know, but, but, um, but, but it, uh, it's interesting. So we're being in a medical building. I mean, one of the, the business that's upstairs is a, um, it's a surgical center. Um, and so they send, um, you know, cut patients, their patients down to get in the hyperbaric post-surgical to um, help them recover faster. And um, now the thing is, is that they um, have not been, they had not been doing that up until like just recently. And so, um, you know, now we're starting to see a few, few of them trickle back in and, and um, there it's just, it's just, again, we're having a, we're holding a reception here for the, that whole business um, just so they can come down and check everything out and get them in the door and see how everything works. But it really has opened up the door to a whole new um, set of customers that um, would not necessarily know what floating was or, or, um, or even, you know, be interested in trying something like that. It works really well with people like athletes. I mean, um, you know, uh, it helps give you that little boost of energy. Mm-hmm. Could you describe what it is for people who don't know it? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I probably should have done that. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a it's an oxygen chamber. So you actually it's not like um, you know just a mask that you you put on your face. You're actually in a chamber that um, you um, are sealed into, and it and it um, inflates and uh, basically pushes oxygen into your blood. And so um, you're wearing an oxygen mask while you're in the chamber, and um, so basically you come out. It's a wonderful anti-inflammatory. Um, it helps, um, with cell regeneration. So if you are recovering for some, from something like surgery or some kind of an injury, um, it, it helps with that as well. Um, and, um, we have everything from, you know, patients that have cancer to, um, you know, uh, we have several people that have, um, traumatic brain injuries, um, that come in. And, um, so it's, it's more of a, it's more along the medical side of things than it is in terms of relaxation, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's all in under the, the umbrella of wellness. And so, um, so it's, um, it's, it's been really very interesting in, in the stories. Oh, wow. It's just, again, um, you know, the people that we work with, um, with this is, it's just, it's very, it's very touching, and I'm um, very, very glad to have it, have it here. Um, in terms of it being um, a big part of our um, income, it's we we just need to keep marketing it. It's it's not being utilized nearly as much as it it should be, and um, so yeah, so that's one of the focuses of our um, marketing overall marketing plan as well. So um, yeah, but it's um, mm-hmm. may I ask? Uh, so we have one at the float shop, and. It surprises me that more people are claustrophobic to get into that than into a float tank. And they technically are smaller. 
mm-hmm. and you do get zipped into it. I mean, it is a right. little bit, I could see some of the intensity, but do you notice that? Do you have people going, Ooh, I wouldn't want to get in there or is it easier? Yes. And you know, it's, what's funny is that I actually have, um, uh, somebody who has, she's one of our members and she will not get into the closed tank but yet she wants to, she really desperately wants to try the hyperbaric because she's a, she's an athlete. She's a serious oh. athlete. And so she really wants to get in there. And so we're going to, we're going to do baby steps, <laughs> you know, and get her in there. But, but it is, I, I can even say, I mean, even personally, it wasn't until I knew how the thing worked and, and I knew how to control that, the, the knob to, to release the pressure that if I really needed to get out, I could get out, you know? Um, but, um, so I, I, I get it. It is, it is an enclosed space. Um, and it is a lot tighter than, than the a closed tank. You know, the, the tanks, the, the doors you can open whenever you want to. Um, right. with, with that, you, you can't necessarily do that. So I, I understand. Right. Um, but it's, right yeah, it does crack me up. The, the whole claustrophobia thing is, is we have so many people say, oh, I'm so claustrophobic. I could never do that. And then if that's the case, why is our open room not used as much as as right. our closed tanks. I mean, <laughs> totally. it, it's like I, I heard in one of the podcasts, like somebody saying, I, I really and truly I'm contemplating putting a wall to make it to where there's a door where you just like step into it. And but it, it's it is more of a closed off space um, just so that we can get more, um, you know, use out of it, because I feel like if it was in a, oh. a really enclosed space, I think people would be more likely to, to try it. Um, it's funny. It, it's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. What people think about themselves is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yep. And we still have people that, that get in the tanks, but they float with the door open, mm-hmm. but they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to <laughs> do the, the open pool because they want the real experience. And so, Oh, you funny. Know. oh that's great. Yeah, it's all that right. Me Whatever. Up. I love it. <laughs> I'm always yeah. surprised by how many people I hear that they regular floaters and they leave that lid open. Like really, yeah. really? Yeah. You, you float here a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Well, when I hear that, I just say, you know, you should really try the open room because it's a, it's a, that'll, you know, I mean, uh, mostly because it'll free up the tank for, yeah, right? for yeah. somebody, somebody that really wants, and especially on the weekends and stuff. I mean, but, um, that's funny. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So <laughs> since we're talking about that open tank and we, we had a similar thing when we first opened and, and it might've been me who I was saying, I wish we had put up a wall and said, Hey, it's a cabin uh, because it actually came mm-hmm. with all the wall pieces and we, we tossed them out. We said, no, we're doing an open room. We're doing this our way. And then nobody wanted to hop in there. Uh, but over time, it's become very successful for people who really wouldn't want to get in there or just find they actually do just like the open feeling more than the closed feeling. But mm-hmm. I'm curious if, if over time that'll work out for you of having that option, because now I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love having that option. Uh, and mm. it gets booked plenty. So I'm, I'm just curious how that'll look uh, long term. Me too. And I think that, <laughs> right. um, I think really, I think that part of it is, um, is just the way that we present it as well. Like we need mm. to change our language um, because, you know, we, we use the words more traditional um, float experience in the, in the, in the closed tanks. And so people think, you know, Hey, if I'm paying that much money, I want the real <laughs> deal. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, they look at our open room and they're like, that looks like, it looks like a big bathtub, you know, and it's a oh, beautiful bathtub, but, you know, with a whole lot of salt in it. But, um, you know, it's, I guess that they, for some reason, psychologically, they want something that's just different. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, Hey, that's, that's okay. But, um, it's, um, I think it, uh, I and the, really the reason why I want to put a door or a wall in there is just to help maintain the temperature and the humidity in there. Oh yeah. Um, because that'll make a big difference in, in doing that. Um, but yeah, it's, 
who knows? Um, I think, uh, you know, again, you know, converting those people that are, that are floating with the door open the whole time to the open room. It's just, I think it's just a matter of us changing the way that we talk about it and, mm-hmm. and, and moving people over to that because, um, I love that room. I float in there, uh, probably more often than not. And I just, I love it. Nice. I love it. So it's a great space. Too funny. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Amy, I'll hand it over to you if you have any other questions. No, that was a great answer. I really appreciate you going into that because I, I do know so many people are looking for complimentary um, services with their mm-hmm. float tank. And I thought that was very unique and you have a, a beautiful, beautiful room for it. And it looks very non-threatening. I, I've been to Angela's Center. I got a nice little tour when we were, Mark and I were there a few months ago. And... Um, and I was like, this is lovely. This is actually just lovely. And mm-hmm. you were telling me some of the amazing stories that you've had. So mm. um, I thought that was super interesting. And thank you so much for sharing that sure, information. Sure. And, you know, we, we also do have the, the, the um, massage therapist here and um, or he's body worker. And he's he's incredible. And his just that traffic flow coming through um, mm-hmm. has introduced a lot of people to this this whole floating thing as well. And you know, so I think that those they're all complementary services that that work well together and kind of help bring in different types of people into um, you know, this whole float world. So it's uh, it's been it's been good. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it doesn't matter how they get there. It's yeah, that's that right. That's there. right. That's great. And you know, we we also have set up. Um, and this is again another change that um, you know, like I said, have everything set up in advance, but. Um, you know, I changed our membership structure to where um, our services are interchangeable. So everything is 90 minutes. Everything is the same oh. price. And, um, and it makes it so much easier in terms of scheduling and in terms of um, getting our members to try the hyperbaric. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, whereas before I, I, I couldn't necessarily do it without, you know, a favor from, um, you know, the, the, the previous owners. And, um, and so... It, it uh, and then and then it was a, there was a bit of an upcharge in it as well, and so I stayed away from the hyperbaric because I I you know loved the floating and you know it took me it took me breaking my leg and going through physical therapy to get in there and yeah. so um you know but but now making it interchangeable to where if people have a gift card for something they have a gift card for a service that's really um, cool and it's um it's a lot it's a lot uh it's a lot easier and gets gets them in there to at least try it you know and um so. <laughs> Yeah. Angela, may I ask uh, what it's like now hanging out with your entrepreneurial friends now that you're an entrepreneur? <laughs> um, hmm. It's, um, I actually, it, it, it's, it's just great. I just, uh, I, I have to, I'm so much, I'm, I'm really and truly happy. Like even, even during the, the, the tough times and the really stressful times, I am just constantly reminded like what a charmed and blessed life I have. And so it's, I mean, I know that sounds so like cheesy or whatever, but it's so true. And um, it it really is. And and like I said, I wish I had done this, you know, a Mm. long, long time ago. Um, I don't think I was ready for it a long time ago. I'll I'll put that out there. I think that, you know, it took me going through and and the experiences that I had at at all of my previous jobs to um, piece all of this together um, and to kind of have the, um, the, the, uh, background in order to make this kind of thing work. You, but you can, you know, if what you don't know, you can always ask people for and just ask for help. I mean, just ask for help. And um, uh, so it's, um, yeah, yeah it's, it, it is interesting. I do, I, I kind of get the whole, I remember a long time ago, years ago, um, I was at some, 
meeting or something, and they said, how many of you in this room would um, take a pay cut in order to have more personal free time? And my hands went straight <laughs> through the roof. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I'd take a pay cut to have more personal time because, <laughs> I mean, I, I was working around the clock for, you know, somebody else and, you know, whatever. Now I'm like not getting, you know, I'm like four months into the business, so my paycheck's not all that great <laughs> right now. And probably and, have no um, free time. <laughs> and, and, and I have no free time, and <laughs> right. I don't care. And, and but nice. I would not, you know, it's like, it's, I'm, it's I'm just, you're I'm not free it. time. That's right. But, but it's also self imposed. And there's a big difference between self imposed stress and, oh. and something that is, that is um, brought down upon you. And so, um, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> That's funny and accurate. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Angela. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you sharing for everybody in the float industry and being being the first, I think, on our show to talk about this topic. So really, thank you so much. We truly oh, appreciate thanks. it. Uh, going into a little ad segue here, I'm also curious, are you coming to Rise this year? Oh, yeah. I want to talk to you all about that. Um, <laughs> I've never been to Rise. I did go to the float conference last year, and um, and but Rise is is on this coast. Yes. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I am. I, I actually Your name really, yeah, I really, I, that's exactly right, Amy. <laughs> we could. I'm volunteering. We could. <laughs> it's all right. Bring it on. <laughs> that sounds like such a fun gathering. It, it really does. Is. It is. Yes. Well, yeah, I hope to see you that. That's awesome. Obviously Great. we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Engineer Brian behind the scenes here is going to be there. That'd be really Wonderful. fun. Wonderful. I mean, that's that's what we talk about. It's what we talk about in our ad is like there's the conference yeah. and then there's the fact that you get to see everybody. It's such yeah. a cool thing. Right, right. Um, so actually, I guess I should actually do a little <laughs> ad read here, which is if you are interested in going and seeing us and, and seeing Angela, by the way, if you want to ask some questions about buying a float <laughs> center as well, uh, you, now you're just going to be hounded with questions while you're there. Hey, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy awesome. too. Awesome. Oh, that's it's, so appreciated. Uh, you know, well, honestly, to tell you the truth, uh, that, that's it's. Um, I got so much out of this podcast and the Float Collective and and so many float center owners that I reached out to. I mean, as far yeah. away as, as, you know, Float Harder in Portland, Maine. I mean, nice. they were wonderful. I was up there visiting yeah. family and they opened up their doors and they were like, sure, come on in and ask us questions. And yes. I mean, just everyone has been so unbelievably generous with information. So any way that I can pay it forward, I'm more than happy to. So just, just reach out. <sighs> I'm not that. an expert <laughs> by a long <laughs> shot, but I'm happy to share whatever I can with people. Love it. Thank you, Angela. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, back to the back to the Rise uh, Float Conference. RiseFloatGathering.com is where you want to go if you're interested in getting tickets. They're only two seventy five, so it's a very affordable conference to get to, and there's so much that you're going to get out of it, including the inspiration that we talk about. Uh, that that from seeing clients, you get the same thing from seeing Float Center owners as well. So it's very worth your time to get in there and um, relax. That's another thing is that there's a lot of mindfulness practice that goes on during this event as well. Uh, and then there are some really amazing speakers besides just Amy and myself, which is quite <laughs> impressive. But you're going to see some other very impressive people, including Dr. Feinstein, Lee and Glenn Perry, which is really exciting. Uh, Graham and Ashcon from Float Tank Solutions, uh, Kevin and uh, Carol Johnson and uh, Stephen Johnson, everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Stephen Johnson will be there. And Chris and Donna Petrovic of Pro Float as well, which is really exciting. And then all three of us, Brian, Amy, and I, will also be uh, hosting a roundtable there as well. So there is going to be plenty of great float information to gather. And uh, and again, of course, just that that time in between, that social time where you get to connect is so special. RiseFloatGathering.com, again, is where you want to go to check it out. Oh, and I should say that there's also, uh, if you're interested in a Rise workshop, there's it's a very small group, but uh, if you're interested in 
learning about values of empowerment, communication, and attunement for your float center, for your colleagues, for the community that you're creating, that's available the day before as well. In closing, thanks to everybody for supporting us on Patreon. Appreciate it so much. Also, just a, we appreciate you listening to the show. Angela, thanks for being a listener as well. <laughs> it really <laughs> means a lot to, uh, to have a, a listener on the show here as well. Uh, again, just to mention that we are available for consulting if you're interested. And uh, for those of us supporting us on Amazon, making any purchases for your float center, if you just bookmark Amazon uh, from artofthefloat.com. Uh, it does uh, mean anytime you shop for your float center, it helps support us. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, if anybody wants to leave a speak pipe, we're still hoping we get some speak pipes in there, sharing the wins, grand openings, all that stuff about your float center. Uh, uh, it's on the left side of the screen. It's a little little gold bar. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, we want to share that with the community. And of course, thanks to Kim, who was on our show last week, for taking the show notes on today, tonight's episode. Uh, truly, truly appreciate that. Until next time, nice. remember everybody, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Bye.